What's up, guys? Welcome to the Free For All Podcast, your source for all things geek. That's right, I said it wrong, but we're going to fucking roll with it. I'm your host, Evan Swaffer. With me, as always, Chuck Nally. Hello. Josh Barnett. I spent all that time and didn't go get the water I was planning on getting. Well, we're talking about talking about Xbox. Was That's a good water break for you. You're hungry okay. and thirsty. Yeah. So you're going to stay here, and you're going to give your 1 to 10 predictions, because we're going to talk about the Xbox Showcase and what we think the likelihood... <laughs> Of uh, these games might be shown on a scale of one to ten, um, and then we're going to talk about a few of the games we've been playing. There's not been a ton of stuff, but uh, since we last talked, but some bigger stuff. We're as of recording this two days out from Tears of the Kingdom, so we're not talking about that. Quick prediction on the Xbox showcase: I will be very high on most of them, and Josh will be very low. No, that's actually not true. Josh almost every year is like, damn it, I kind of want an Xbox now. He like they have good showcases. <laughs> it's only when the games release, you bitch. Oh, that's what I don't like. Barrel is back. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Xbox. Uh, one to ten. Tell me likelihood. Uh, shit. All right. Since Chuck left, restarted his computer and came back in. Now he's on the bottom of my screen, so he gets to go first. Uh, Chuck, one to ten replaced from sad cat studios that awesome looking 2.5d uh indie game but sadly it's out of ukraine uh, so good has a 2023 release date supposedly six remember not that it comes out but that we see it six, six. okay josh eight I agree with Josh. I, I'm at an A. I think we see that game. I don't think it comes out this year. I think it's a 2024 game. Uh, support Ukraine. Uh, yeah, I hate it. Uh, that game looks so fucking badass. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Replace dude, all of it is so cool. It, it's like that like cyberpunk future-esque like, pixel art that looks like super detailed. It's a side-scroller. Look at um, the tra- The minute you see the trailer, you'll be like, oh, yeah, this shit looks dope. Oh, so yeah. Fucking cool. Speaking yeah. of Ukraine, did you see that awesome video of that, like, Ukraine diplomat beat the shit out of the Russian guy that tried to grab his flag and, like, the embassy or some shit like that? It was awesome. We had like, chased him down Rus- just punching him. The Russian army is a joke. Dude, they hilarious. suck, man. Saito was wrong. Over- Ukraine is not weak. Russia weak. <laughs> We should uh, we should send the Coast Guard over there and just take over the country. I'm actually for that. God. Yes. Death by paper cuts. Colonialism. They, ne- they never recovered from losing Tetris, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I watched a documentary about that. Bring, God, it was so good. Bring back American imperialism. Fuck Russia. <laughs> let's, make, let's make America East. Uh... That ain't, that's going to get clipped by some random person. Um, well, <laughs> speaking of Ukraine, uh, Stalker 2. Uh, eight. Chernobyl. Eight. Yes. Josh. Seven. Seven? I think it's likely but not guaranteed. That's the one that I don't think comes out this year. And it turns out I have both of those games. I went for the Ukraine special. Yeah, that was that was crazy. <laughs> and I don't think it comes out either, but I do think it gets shown. I also say an eight. Um, I think the they... special sounds like a 1980s wrestling move. I'm I'm here for it. From Nikolai Volkov? Maybe. Contraband. 
I don't know what this game is. Contraband is, we saw it two years ago, revered. It was an all CGI trailer. Look, a cool CGI trailer. It is, we since know, have found out what is an open world uh, multiplayer heist game. Think Payday, set in the 1970s. It is an Xbox timed exclusive. They are helping oh, publish yeah. it. Um, Isn't it a Bethesda game? But it's, or not id, but. Um, no, it's the studio that did. Uh, it's the studio that did Max Payne. It's not, also a movie not, uh, starring... Oh, not Max Payne. Uh, Mad Max, the game you love, Josh. Avalanche. <laughs> Av- is it Avalanche? Pretty sure. It's also a movie starring Mark Wahlberg and Kate Beckinsale. All right. Anyways, yes, it's the people that did Mad Max. Uh, anyways, Chuck, like Lud, we see this. It's been two years. Seven. Josh. Four. Ten. I think mm. it's out this year. I think it's a fall game for Xbox. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying quality, but I'm saying it comes out this year. It looks like uh, kind of like a, a Far Cry game. Yeah, we got Far Cry and Uncharted vibes from the original trailer. Um, but again, it was all CG. Having your cameras frozen, by the way. I mean, it's all right. Look at that sultry fucking picture of me. It looks good. <laughs> oh, wait, you're back. Oh, I'm sad for you. You don't get to see that. That was a good picture of me. All right. Uh, let's go Obsidian. Let's go Avowed. Uh, Ten. Man, that game is such a fucking mystery. Social score, what is it? Six. Uh, 10. I think they're going to... I First off, I do think Xbox completely ditches the 12-month thing because that went real poor for them. Uh, yeah, I know. It was a bad move. Yeah, just show all your shit. Just try to show more gameplay and not a bunch of CGI shit. And I do think... Avowed's coming next year. It's outside of another game we're going to talk about that we don't know release date on. Like, it's the closest one that's been confirmed. It's coming 2024. I think it's coming in the first half of 2024. I, we will see that game, uh, 100%. This game looks cool as hell. Oh, Avowed looks dope. It's not even my style of game, and it looks dope. Um, Tom, <laughs> the ever-mysterious uh, uh, new studio, Quadruple A, uh, I would like to hear, do we see Perfect Dark? Zero. Zero, damn. Um... Five, I, I I think that game is still super far away. I think we're two years away from it, but I do think we get an update. I'm going to say six. Um, I'd like to see gameplay, but we might see another CGI trailer. Maybe this time at least showing kind of what the game's like, because last time it was just a pure cinematic to introduce the game. I think we get an update on it, but yeah, I agree with you. We're not close, but I, th- I think it's 2025 at best the holiday game for 2024. Uh, but yes, I do think, I think more likely than not, we see it. So I'll say six. Um, the trailer, we all were like, what the fuck is this? This looks amazing. Then laughed hysterically. Arc 2 starring Vin Diesel. Uh, um, eight. 
Josh? Oh, um... Ark has a weird following. Like, evidently, does. there's a bunch of people that love Ark, and I ha- I'm i like, I've never played a second of Ark and really have zero desire to ever do so. In celebration of all that is, Vin. Um, he, go to the movie with me. No. Uh, he does have a movie coming out that is the 10th installment, so I'm going to stick with the 10 as well. We're going to oh see Ark. Oh, my God. Ark is happening. I know nothing about... I have zero predictions to this game, so I will say five. I will ride that fence. Prehistoric Vin Diesel. He looks so ridiculous. In life, yes. Well, riding a T-Rex with a saddle. It's just... It's it's insane. So, I'm going to throw out a a bit of a tiered question here. Machine games in general, one through ten, and then give me... Based off that, give me a 1 through 10 on either Indiana Jones or Wolfenstein 3. Machine Games 3. Really? Okay. Indiana Jones 0. Wolfenstein a 1. Wow. Pessimistic. Interesting. Josh. Man. We do need to see something from them. And every time you say the word Wolfenstein, it bums me out. Um, I'm going to be optimistic. Seven from machine games in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven for Wolfenstein. Four for Indiana Jones. I like it. Eight for machine games. Seven for Indiana Jones because the movie's coming out this year. I think there's a purpose. I think they put Wolfenstein on the back burner for Indy. I could be completely wrong. I'll say a three for Wolfenstein 3. And as excited as I am for Indy, I kind of want Wolfenstein 3 more because Wolfenstein is the shit. It's so good. Uh, Indiana Jones introduced by Kihi Kwan. Writing that uh, wave of popularity he's got going on. That would be that would get a massive pop and it would honestly be a smart thing. It, they won't do that though. No, they will not. Um, You're breathtaking, Josh. Without getting into the whole thing about exclusivity and stuff, if Indiana Jones is exclusive and it looks amazing, is that something that could maybe get you to get an Xbox PC? Or if Wolfenstein was, or you you think you just do PC? I, yeah, probably. I mean, at this point, unless I upgrade my TV to be bigger and better and whatnot, like, I don't, I, I only have one, like, HDR input on my TV anyway. And really? so, yeah, I've, I've got 4K inputs, but, like, as far as HDMI or HDR, yeah. So, like, only one thing really can be plugged into that, like, high-end spot anyway. And I built this PC for a reason. Although, my confidence in PC gaming in general in the last low. year is very low. Um, Pretty I'm low surprised. And this is not console war bullshit. Like, Sony port's not awesome. No, they're bad. But to be an Xbox is part of their initiative, at least on the PC side, they their games tend to port. It's because it's not a port, but they get developed well. Um, it's a smart thing by you. I do, I do wonder if 
on the cheaper side and because it wouldn't matter on the HDR port, would you ever consider an S? It just doesn't feel like a worthy purchase at that point. You know what I mean? Like, I don't feel like I'm... Because it's basically just a Game Pass machine, which also, if you have a good PC, can also be that. Yeah, I mean, I literally spent $3,500 on this PC last year, so, like, it's it's beefy. Um, yeah, this and this is not a, hey, convince Josh to buy an Xbox. No, I, just, no, I know. I know that Wolfenstein and Indiana Jones and Machine they're very General. They're very high on my list. They're, yeah. they're the things that I'm most bummed about losing out of Bethesda. And I still think that they're... At least, I think Wolfenstein will be multi-platform. Even though, I think, if anything, the current thing that's happening with Xbox might convince them to actually be more stingy on that. Um, but, we'll see. That's neither here nor there. Let's move on. Uh, something from id. The Doom guys. Or Quake. Yeah. Or have you. Chuck? Wow. Uh. When was Doom Eternal? Three years Three ago? Three years ago. It was okay. Um, it was good. It was just too much. Like, let's, they went too big with it. Yeah, I hated that last fight. Um, five. Two. I don't think they see anything. I think it is very good what they do, and I think they've been helping other studios. I think they're developing something, but I think a lot of their team's been helping. They have been, like, vocally, like, they've helped... They went over and helped uh, uh, on Starfield. They were, like, consulting on the combat to make the gunplay better. Interesting. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. I just said interesting. Yeah, that was, like, that is a legit report on that, like, it helped with the gunplay on that. Uh, stay the K3. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Hey. So, I seven, pretty high on that. Uh, ten. Not, I, not a game I am at all interested in. Zero desire. I think we. It's just time. It's time for that game. Um, or it, it's at least time for an update on that game. Uh, the huge fan base. Like weirdly, I I dis I actively dislike State of Decay, but I'm glad it has its fans. Um, I'm interested. Chuck, Everwild. <laughs> I knew it's where you're going. Uh, the new Rare game that was announced three, four years ago. Four. One. So, we... It, it apparently got fully rebooted. It did. They uh, Last year. It got the Prime treatment. Like, they were like, nope, and they restarted it. Um, it 100% exists still, and, like, they are, like, they've been hiring for it. I also, like, three... Like maybe some CG could pop up, but like it's it's years away. Like maybe give us an update or like be Nintendo, give us be transparent, be like, hey, we didn't like what this game was doing, and we love Rare and we love the idea of this, so we started over, you know. And I have more confidence in us seeing a new trailer for Wild than ever Wild. Oh my God! You shut your mouth. That's crazy. And Wild. Definitely doesn't exist as a game anymore. For, uh, I, Everwild exists more than Wild, but you may see a trailer before Wild before you see Everwild. Uh, Wild looked so cool. The last time we saw it, you like met that sexy snake lady. Snake bomb. Yeah. Chuck, Hellblade 2. Ten. Josh. 
Nine, but I'm I, I'm getting to the point where I don't I'm not convinced this game ever comes out. But nine, we're gonna see it for sure. Ten, uh, re- odds we get a release date, Chuck. Nine. Two. Ten. It's it's their November game. Okay. This year. Yep. It recently appeared on their new Game Pass graphic, which usually only puts games out for this year. It is Forza Motorsport, it's Starfield, it's, I think, Lies of P, and it was uh, yeah, uh, Hellblade 2. Uh, Fable. Six. Yeah, six. I think it's far away, too. I'm at a five. I'm their 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 verbal commitment to that game is so weird. Fable's happening, and they're excited about it, but like they're taking their time with it. That game's not close. Their yes. messaging needs to be Xbox. If anything can a hundred percent be criticized on them, their messaging is bad. Like they need to be more out front. Fable is not close. Like yeah. every actual insider will tell you that Fable is not close. At best, we do get an update. Like. I'll say a three because we could see like some type of CG update, a snippet of like early, early gameplay. But that game is 2025 at the absolute best. Yeah. Um, Elder Scrolls Six. One. Zero. Two to be different, but yeah. Like, one, why would they do that with Starfield being something that we're clearly going to see? They announced them together, to be fair. They did, but they were also like, in this other thing coming super far away from now. I agree. And that was pre-Xbox. That was a title card. I agree with you. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Compulsion Games, new game. The We Happy Few developer. Six. I mean, I could see it sneak in there, like a seven. I'm also at a seven. I think we see it. I don't. I think it's within the next two years. I think we see it. Uh, but uh, it's just one of the ones that, like, everybody's like, "What the fuck are they working on?" And no one honestly really knows. Um, but we happy few was sneaky good. While that, while I, I had zero interest going in. I, the initial trailer sent me in, then I did the game preview, and then the actual game came out, and it was nothing like that. Um, that game was really good, and I actually have a lot of excitement for their game. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm scrolling to some stuff. Uh, because we're going to get into projects we know exist, but we don't know a whole lot about. In, in Exile's new game, the these are the people that did Wastelands. Um, this has actually been like one of the ones circled as one of the big future games. Six. It's called Project Cobalt. That's all we know about it. Six. Josh. Um. I just I, I just don't know enough about it. Um. So it is to give you some type of um, read on it, I guess. It is a, uh, they're working on a lot of, they call it RPGs, you know, which is a wide category. Um, It's 
supposedly big in exile is supposedly like their secret sauce like get like studio that they think yeah. is a big deal um supposedly involving dragon or uh, maybe dragons but it, or no 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 Scarlet, this one is very like steampunk rpg third person action games uh, five so i'm gonna say nine because last year supposedly every studio submitted and when the rundown got released nxl released eye emojis and said hopefully we see you soon i think they've been ready to show their new game for a while i think this is their coming out party and that they're very excited like they've done what they've done wastelands has this big dedicated following and xbox is all about people doing something different um that's and supposedly like they've been working on a big ass game and i think it's time i think we i think we for sure see this um we're in a little bit in the weeds just because i know a little bit more about the some of the projects for xbox than we do for um playstation uh from io interactive which is the hitman guys we know they're working on the 007 game that's multi-platform do we see project dragon which is a big rpg that involves like some type of medieval like heavily involved dragon storyline it's supposedly an xbox uh at least time exclusive four yeah i'm not i'm not confident on seeing that three I'm at about four. I think less likely than not, but we do need to see some su- surprises from Xbox. That would be a good one. It is kind of like a bummer when you start like listening to our numbers and all this. Like, we, I wish we had more confidence in seeing a lot of these things. If these things are just such a crapshoot. We don't know. I mean, I can throw out like this game, like like Xbox. A lot of because of the Nvidia leak, we know a lot of their project titles. Like there, if, is- if that is to be believed. So far, zero of those have not been true, which I think NVIDIA is to be believed at this point. Uh, like Project Indus last year, which on that leak, turned out to be real. That was that Oxide Games, which is the PC, like, uh, uh, 4X, uh, 4X-style strategy game. Yeah. It it was there. It was a release. So uh, Project Belfry, um, we'll go for that. That is from Stoic, which is part of their... Xbox Global Publishing thing. It's not a first-party game, but they're paying for it. Uh, it's reported to be a 2D or 2.5 action adventure game with RPG-like progression and a larger scale world. Uh, and in the vein of Studio Ghibli art. Three. It does yeah. sound dope. Uh, five. I'll say six just because I think that would be a cool game for them to have. And it seems like not a big AAA game, something that they could throw out there as like, hey, look at this awesome-looking thing we have. Uh, Project Shaolin, which has been rumored for three years, is from Brass Lion Studios. It is a room. We know this game exists. We have no idea when it's coming. Again, it is supposedly being funded by Xbox. It is a 2D to 2.5D uh, RPG action game, like anime game, and it is... And a collaboration with Wu Tang. <laughs> fuck yeah, they ain't nothing to fuck with. Four, six. Give me that Wu Tang. I go with you. I go six because I want that to be a thing that happens. Um, a new Killer Instinct. 
Oh my god. Zero. Yeah. Three. I, for, I forgot they bought or they got those rights. The last one did not hit. Maybe they want to compete in the fighting game market for this year, but like I don't think it would come out this year. So, but it doesn't have to. It's, do they show it? Yeah, I know. I just I yeah. I'm I'm very low, like a one. Killer Instinct had a has a weird cult following. It's not as small as you think. It's not big. It's certainly not big. But it does have a cult following. Um, I three. I'll go with three. Um, freshly in the news, do we see an update to Silk Song? <laughs> um. Oh, Bob. You know what? Just for you, Evan. Seven. Yeah, Josh. Ten for me. A very, very hopeful 10. Uh, whether it comes out this year, I don't know. But... 10. Right, you're starting to sound a little bit like Josh. Yeah. Uh, anything? Oh. Any? This is interesting. Anything from 343? Oof. Zero. Yeah. Uh, two. Maybe a Halo update, an infinite update. Uh, I'll say two for that reason, but I don't know. Three four three is getting real. Like they are overhauling three four three. Like it's, I they that is quietly, like gotten on the back burner for all of this. But like, they're rehauling three four three. It's unfathomable the the like, just the lack of content. Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite had is become all of a sudden like this failure, like in the Manzab, because. It's a live service game, and its live service has been fucking terrible. But people forget, when that game came out, like, that game's what, I think in 87 on Metacritic? Like, that campaign was dope, and people were like, like, Halo multiplayer was back. Like, it was, it felt as good as it has since Halo 3, and it was awesome, and that's what those grades are off of. But that's a live service game, and they have given it zero fucking support, yeah. man. It's been terrible. I they are uh, yeah. It's I'll say two, but to that extent, certain affinity, which we know are working on a Halo project. This is rumored to be for context. This is rumored to be the Halo. Um, forget, forgive me. I'm forgetting the term. Uh, what's Fortnite? Uh, the uh, battle royale. Battle royale game. It's it's a Halo battle royale game. The certain. It's rumored to be, but we know certain affinity is working on something with a Halo property. Wasn't that just the Halo Five multiplayer, the War Zones, or whatever? Not really. Wasn't was that their like battle royale style? It was, I guess, well, it was more battle passy. It was battle pass, pay to win bullshit. I hated that. Anyways, uh, Chuck, uh, certain affinity Halo game. One. Josh, I honestly have no clue. Um. Uh, my my go to five, uh, six. I think it's slightly more likely than not. We know for a fact that they're working on it, and I think they need that to happen. Something from Double Fine. Ooh, five, seven, four. But I hope Josh is right. The rumor is that they're working on a Banjo-Kazooie reboot, and I want that to be true, but we've heard rumors of Banjo for, like, a fucking 
decade and a half. I, I just think that Double Fine is that studio that can have that super high anticipated like big title game like Psychonauts, but in the meantime release like 30 really quality small titles. And I think that we can see something from them in that capacity. I'm with you. Love me some Double Fine. Psychonauts 2 ruled. Um, I'm not even going to go. There's a thing called from Mainframe Studios called Project Pax Day, and I can't, I don't even want to fucking go into that. You know what? One to ten with blind reveal. Uh, this is a report to be a cloud-driven MMO game, MMO game capable of using both mobile and PC for different elements. Zero. From what? Just anything? Yeah. Yes. Uh, zero. One. <laughs> uh, the Kojima game. The cloud-based game that he's working on. Oh, yeah. No, this is something... This is not the same oh, thing. One. Officially announced last year as uh, a thing that they he's collaborating with Xbox. Uh, Josh. Um, three, just because I think he's all in on Death Stranding 2. Five, because I think Kojima will just show shit about his game, even though it might be four years off. He'll show a nonsense trailer, and everybody will be like, everybody will be like what? There ain't gonna be no bubble babies. Who knows? There'll be something even fucking crazier. Kojima's a weird fucking dude. Party animals. Oh my god. Nine. Keep dreaming. Uh, eight. Ten for my satisfaction. Give me party animals. The public demand it. Uh, Liza P. Ten. Yeah. I agree. It's a ten. That game's. I mean, it's got an August release date. We'll just. Well, I think we'll get the final trailer for it. It's a 10, and it's going to be a 10. I hope so. Uh, Tango Gameworks, anything from them? What do they do? Uh, they, they did, they did Hi-Fi Rush. Hi Rush. They did uh, Ghost oh. of Tokyo. Uh, yeah, it's too soon. Three? I'm even lower than that, like one. So a report came out that they had a whole different division working on a game and that it's supposedly not that far off. But I'll say four. I, I think it's possible because uh, they actually have a pretty big fucking studio, surprisingly. Uh, and Hi-Fi Rush was a small part of it. But still, Ghost War Tokyo was still last year. I think that's probably a next year game. Uh, so I'll say four. Um Did so, you see that Zelda report today, by the way? The dungeons? I'm so fucking excited. Yes. Um, all right, so another tiered question. This is the last one. Uh, think of machine games, same thing. The Coalition, 1 through 10. Uh, 1 through 10 on Gear 6. 1 through 10 on a new IP. 1 through I'm, 10 on a Gears collection. I would have bet dollars we were on gear seven at this point that franchise is so fucking weird to me gears five is one of the most underrated games of all time and that it's weirdly had its moment on twitter like people are like 
been praising it. The Gears 5 was dope. Coalition 7. Um, Gears 6, 4. New IP, 4. Collection, like a 7. Interesting. Josh? Coalition 8. Gear 6, 4. New IP, 2. Uh, Collection 8. So, for reference, so Coalition was like the team that said, we're going to learn Unreal. And they scrapped it, and they were like, when Unreal 5 was first given to developers, they were like, we're going to learn every in and out of this. And supposedly, the rumor was they created a game uh, that was not Gears-based, uh, to learn Unreal 5 and that it might get released. So that is the new IP. Uh, with that, I would say a 10 for Coalition. I think it closes the show for Xbox. Um, Gear 6, 7, new IP, 3. I don't think it... I, I think they probably... That's not a game that ever gets released. Uh, Gears Collection, 9. Phil, when on the kind of funny interview, said the word collection, and I—that's the only collection I think could be coming. It's been rumored for a long time. Give yeah. me a full, like fully redone collection, a la the Master Chief Collection for Gears. It's your other major franchise. I, I, and while personally, I don't even know if I would play it that much. I just want a new Gears. I think that would be a huge hit for them. Um, but I think the collection's almost for sure, and I think we see something. Even if it's a cinematic, I think we see the inner... It's not coming this year, but we see something from Gear 6. Man, I can't wait for all these shows. Yeah. And I, I'd love if Nintendo did it with something, but it really doesn't seem like they're going to. I mean, they already said no new hardware this year, so what else are they going to show unless they want to shadow drop a Metroid Prime 4 trailer or a Mario title? So are you... So I was thinking we... I almost bid on a new Mario 3D title in our league thinking that we might get hardware, possibly. We're not, and so I don't... Do you think they do what they did last time and we just go, like fucking dark on switch like new games after pikmin 4 and until new hardware comes out and then all of a sudden it, like they go like cross generational for like switch 2 switch 1 with like metroid prime 4 new mario and whatever uh i think if anything gets the zelda treatment which is apparently release a game at the end of a console cycle every single time and make it cross gen <clears throat> would be um I think Mario would be the one that they would do that with, but I actually think that no. I, I do think that yes, they do not release any cross gen first party yeah. title. I don't think they want Mario to be anything but like the system seller that it is. And so I think at this point, timeline wise, we end up launching with the new 3D Mario, an Odyssey follow up for the new hardware, which would be at best next year. I do think it's also Odyssey too. But remember, Breath of the Wild was on Wii U. It was. It, but the fact that we're not getting new hardware this year, at best, I think what happens is they release an enhanced next gen version of 
Tears of the Kingdom next year. I don't necessarily disagree with you. I think at best we get a Zelda collection. Sure, we get another goddamn Kirby game. <laughs> hey, Kirby, better than Mario Odyssey. That's all You're I'm say. fucking insane. I'm sorry, I'm right. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about some games real quick that we've been playing because that I've enjoyed actually our talk. It's been a while since we've had a good in-depth talk. Um, a couple of major games, a couple of smaller things. Uh, I want first off, Chuck. Tell me about Disney Speedstorm. Uh, Disney Speedstorm is a Mario Kart style game that is also kind of live service Overwatch season pass style stuff to it. They're uh, adding uh, new kart racers and whatnot. They've already added uh, Figment to season one. Yeah, Figment for fucking real. I used to have a stuffed Figment uh, fucking plushie from Disney World. That thing went with me everywhere. No, you didn't. You had it from Epcot because he was You're like, right. You're right. It was. Epcot. I fucking that was a top five stuff. Disney World is all of them. Magic Kingdom is probably the one you're thinking of. So yes, Josh I was. I was so talking. I was talking about Magic Kingdom, but yes, it was gotten from Epcot. Figment is fucking awesome. That little fucking purple dragon. I love that shit. He was a top five stuffed animal for me. I'm going to buy this game now. <laughs> Tell me. I, if I, know, I'm kind of For you. some reason, season two, uh, new character is Steamboat Willie. Hell yeah. Because the IPs. Does he whistle? They're about to lose imminent. Or not imminent domain. That's the wrong thing. They're about to lose the right. Like, you know how eventually after like a hundred years, you yeah. lose the rights yeah. to characters. Uh, Steamboat Only... Willie's about to run out. Only ungloved Mickey. You've got another year to wait for them to lose gloved Mickey because he wasn't introduced until a year later. That's the thing. Anyway, I've, I've looked into this. I'm very in- intrigued as to what possibly could happen with Mickey properties moving forward. So I, you know what I want? I want the real epic Mickey game. The thing that we were fucking teased. That game looked so awesome. It did look awesome. So Chuck, is this game fun? It is fun. It's a lot of fun. It's I mean, it's just like Mario Kart. You uh. Uh, you can, um, you know, drift. You can uh, get in somebody's uh, drag and slingshot past them. There's a boost. Uh, it's not just like getting mushrooms in Mario Kart. You, like, do special things like uh, grinding or uh, uh, drafting or drifting, and then you can use that to build up your boost, and then as soon as it's full, you can take off. Uh, you pick up boxes. Well, not boxes power-ups essentially and uh you know there's you can hit somebody with something that'll flip their controls for like a second but actually it flips the entire screen uh uh you can get something that shoots a bomb blah 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 blah. the coolest thing though is that uh every power you can either hit the button and it'll you know just throw it or throw it behind you or whatever, or you can hold it down and it does something totally different. So for instance, there's one thing that is, um, uh, like, a. it kind of looks like an octopus or a squid or something that goes over top of your car and makes you invisible for a little bit. If you hold it down, um, it like builds up and then just does this huge, like, explosion right around your car if somebody's close by it like spins them out and they stall 
and then there's also every individual character has their own special abilities that you can pick up. So, for instance, Hercules uh, calls him Pegasus, and it gives him like he's way faster for a little bit, and he like flies over obstacles. Um, I always oh, thought that that's where Mario Kart was like missing out. Like, why do why is there not character abilities on Mario Kart? Yeah, uh, Mike Wazowski, they're all themed. So Mike Wazowski, uh, he puts doors in front of him. <laughs> and if he goes through them, he goes forward a little bit. And if somebody else goes through them, they get sent back a little bit. That's awesome. I love that. Um, the best part about now the 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 tracks are probably they're very hit and miss. The uh, the Hercules track is very it's OK. Uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean track is awesome. There's like big cracking uh, tentacles that like slap down on the track and uh, you race in between of uh, fighting ships and there's like explosions going. It's really, really cool. Uh, the best part about this game by a mile is the soundtrack. Josh is going to flip his shit uh, because like as soon as you start like the Mulan uh, track, which is another good track, you can hear uh, the Be a Man uh, immediately clicks on. But it's like this really cool, upbeat, quasi hip hop remix of it. Like it's very race oriented and it's awesome. It like gets you super hype and you want to play it again. Uh, and then um, uh, uh, uh Zero to Hero is also on the uh, the Hercules track. No traveling. Uh, the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean is the uh, the music from the ride. The yo ho yo ho, a pirate's life for me. Um, the M I C K E Y is on. Um, there's it's like Toontown, but you're really just racing uh, around in uh, Magic Kingdom more or less. Um, the soundtrack is free to play game, huh? Yeah. The basic stuff's free to play. So it's, yeah. It's free to play? Yeah. And then you can get the season pass to get, you know, Figment and uh Simba Willie and all that kind of stuff. But um yeah, it's it's awesome and it's cross play also. Interesting. So Josh get it will play because we me and Trey and Freeman play all the time. Kristen plays it, but she gets she's the one that convinced me to like buy the buy buy the game with like all the bells and whistles and stuff. And she gets super frustrated. Uh, and uh, even though we have a good time, she still gets pretty frustrated and she quits pretty easy. <laughs> I must say, say there's tears like depending on what levels you want to do. She wanted the most expensive one, which is seventy. Wow. Okay. The regular founders is 30. You get early access to it. Two racers unlocked, two or an additional racer unlock of your choice. 4,000 in game currency tokens, two golden pass credits, three exclusive racing suits and livery, an exclusive founders motto and avatar. Or for the $70 version, you get five racers uh, plus an additional racer unlock, early access, 12,000 tokens, and all the other shit. And cart parts for Donald. There you go. Um, Donald. You said this is cross-gen? Or not cross-gen, but cross-play? Yeah, Yeah. it is cross-play. I knew that. Uh, I'll probably end up 
Donald's ability, hold on, Donald's ability is really funny because uh, he has like this little like inner tube that surrounds his car and if anybody bumps into him or hits him with anything he gets like super pissed and starts like you know and starts like slamming the ground and anybody close by him just starts like flying off it's really funny we should get on one night and all three of us play this i would enjoy that yeah i mean i'll at least download the free version and if i like it enough i'll I'll probably at least do the 30 dollar pack uh it's a lot of fun to me, it's a lot easier to control and use than Mario Kart is because, like, uh, 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 drifting in Mario Kart is not, like, a super intuitive thing for me, and um, it's a lot easier in this game. It really is. All right. <laughs> Let's run through some smaller games before we talk about a couple of the big ones. Um, and, again, probably when you're listening to this, Tears of the Kingdom is out. This is recorded two nights before it comes out. We haven't played it yet. We'll probably, we're going to talk a shit ton about that game. Don't worry. it'll You'll hear about it at some point. Um, real quick, I want to talk about Have a Nice Death. Um, yeah. Uh, a new roguelike game that's come out. Um, I don't I don't actually know who developed, it, who developed that game. Um, it's available on PC and Switch currently. Um uh, this was revealed, like, I think, two years ago at an indie developer direct. Um, so basically, you play as uh, the Grim Reaper. Um, you're running like a company of death, and you've kind of been absentee, and your underlings have kind of run amok for the company, and you're trying to get the company back in order. Um, it's got a really like funny, like dark sense of humor. It's surprisingly funny game. This game's fucking hard. It's a lot. Like, Hades is hard, but this is, like, I don't know. While it always stays fun, I like this game a lot. I should preface that, but this game can be frustrating for me. But it does, to its credit, unlike some of them, like, I was dying a lot. And I was playing on handheld mode, which is I'm not a great gamer at until hopefully better now. I got new uh, Joy-Cons, like, bigger ones, the Hori Split Pad Pro, which is a fucking game changer. I texted both of you this. Uh, The Switch always has been like too cramped for me and it hurts my hands and this feels like an actual controller when i'm playing in handheld and i'm excited to play with this anyways did you not have the wait so it's i for some reason i thought it was just a controller so it's actually like a a grip they are joy cons that go on that are much bigger than the joy cons and feel like a pro controller that's attached to your thing they were 50 dollars, and it was so worth it for me to be able to play feel like i can play for an hour in handheld without shaking my hands constantly because they fucking hurt and feel like I can actually play well. Uh, to this credit, this game has a difficulty thing. I was getting fucking wrecked, and it was like, hey, you're struggling. Would you like to like go to an easier difficulty? Which may, didn't make me feel good, but I, that's a great option uh, in a game like this. Um, it's really funny. Um, it's a fun game. You, Josh, you know what this reminds me of like a lot is uh, Curse of the Dead Gods. It's a game me and you played that I think... Yeah, Curse of the Dead Gods. Two um, years ago. Yeah, like, on Steam, this is a 9 out of 10 right now. I think IGN gave it a 8 out of 10. It's close to that on Open Critic. It's a fun game. It's a, I, literally, I literally thought about picking it up on in our draft because um, I've been following it and saw some videos, like, a year ago reminding me that it existed. Um, it's good to hear that it's cool. Um, I would very much enjoy playing that game. 
I think it was like twenty or thirty bucks. It was it was like a half price game to a third price game. It's totally worth that. It, it's a great game to like when you're not playing one of your major games and you want to make a run for twenty to thirty minutes. This is the game to do that, and I, I like having that. So, um, so it ain't going to be Chia yeah. for me. So, speaking of which, hey Josh, talk about Tachia. Or, uh, just yeah, I can I can very I, briefly talk about it because I only played about an hour of it. Um, very interested in this game. Yeah, I thought I was going to love it. Uh, maybe it's just very slow to start, but, like, I'm just not intrigued by the game in the way I thought I would. Like, this has that whimsical feel to it that, like, is the, like, old-school PlayStation indie from, like, the PS3 era, era right? It's, like, that's what I felt I was getting, like a, a Concrete Genie or a Journey or something like that. Obviously, nowhere near the level of Journey, but... Just in general, I felt like that was what I was going to get. And it's just a fairly basic kind of very small open world exploration. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it, it didn't hold my interest at all. I upgraded my PlayStation Plus to the like mid tier to be able to get access to it and a couple of other games because it was like $10 to do it until the end of July for the like rest of my year, essentially, that I had already paid for. Um, and... I don't think I've gotten that value out of the game so far. Like, I I wouldn't... I'm glad I didn't spend money on the game itself. It just doesn't have that grip that I was expecting it to. It's a good game that they put straight to their uh, PlayStation Plus system, in my opinion. I mean, there's some stuff coming out for that that's dope. Like, I'm excited to have that content available when it does come out. There was one that they just announced recently. Oh, the uh, Resogun guy. Oh yeah, um, I know humanity. Yeah, humanity is coming is going to be part of that. Yeah, so that that sounds cool, but yeah, this Chia just didn't hit the way I was expecting it to. So I I doubt I go back to it. All right. Um, uh, let the last case of Benedict Fox, a uh, cool little game we saw at last year's uh, Xbox uh, showcase. Uh, Chuck, have you played this yet? No, yeah. So reviews are all over the place for this. I think it's like at like a seventy on Open Critic right now. Um, I don't get it. I love this game. I think it's really cool. It's a Metroidvania game with an awesome art style. It's a mystery. The combat is whatever. I think it tries to do too much in combat. Like it's very much a uh, hit this button to stab, hold it to stab hard. Uh, but also you have a parry. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of the combat's not great, and the other gripe I would have with it is I was like, I don't love this combat. It's okay, but I think I just want to get through this game because I'm enjoying the whole vibe of it. And so I turned down the difficulty, and it goes from like kind of hard to like really fucking easy. Like one hit kills everything, and I don't. I didn't want that. I didn't want it to be zero challenge whatsoever. So it kind of goes from like kind of frustratingly difficult on uh, the combat to like, you might as well not have combat. I'll be honest. When this game was shown off, I didn't even consider it being a game that really had combat. I thought it would be more like story and puzzle based. And honestly, and that's what I like about it. The vibe is super cool. Like you're in this like, cthulhu style like world of like where you go between like memories and afterlife uh inside the same building 
like you're in like your father's house, but then you go to like the underworld version of your father's house where you try to find memories and stuff like that. And I like it. Like I've been the puzzles and even like the bad reviews all say like the puzzles are very engaging and good. And I like like the backtracking and all that. Like uh, Chuck, I think you would really like this game. Um, uh, I think it's a nice little underrated gem for them. I don't. Uh, it maybe doesn't live up to being like one of the highlights of last year's showcase. Like I don't think it's going to be like some game changer. I, I was a little confused by the reviews on this. I thought it would. I, I I like it a lot. I mean, it is the perfect example of like a gem on Game Pass to me. Yeah. Um. All right. So the main two I want to talk about that are coming up are going to be uh jedi uh survivor and redfall um chuck let's talk briefly let's talk about uh actually real quick josh talk, talk to me without going into like crazy deal and no spoilers so i'd like to play talk to me about uh horizon forbidden west burning shores yeah um the old review bomb game because it has to happen it is, but I mean, actually, it's what like an eighty on, but from actual critics. Yeah, no, actual critics enjoy it. Um, this game is more Horizon. So, did if you like Horizon, you'll like it. I will say my biggest kind of gripe. Um, there's no tall neck, which sucks. Those are like my favorite things in the game. Um, but the world is built very much to take advantage of the flying mount that you get at the end of Horizon. Uh, Forbidden West, so like it is very much built for you to get around quickly with the flight uh, ability, so I guess they don't feel like you need to unlock the map through any sort of tall neck activity. Um, and there's only one, maybe two new um, robot dinosaurs, sort of. Uh, it's It's a little smaller scale than I was expecting it to be, but it's still a ton of fun, and it's super gorgeous, and it is literally a uh a ps5 exclusive it doesn't have a ps4 version so it is taking advantage of the hardware as much as possible and it's freaking gorgeous uh the new character they introduced was pretty well written well um performed just in general like i it's it's just a fun game there's not a whole lot to say other than like it's a fun like five hour trek into the horizon world without having to get like too deep into it well it's not here so maybe you should i was hoping you would have any sort of questions whatsoever chuck i don't give a shit about horizon anymore all right that's fair i like horizon i like forbidden west more than i like their uh, zero dawn that's yeah. right I see that. I, I had a PP. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, you're all good. Yeah, so it's fun. Um, it's it's. I don't think it's gonna like be beat down like my top five for the year or anything like that, especially with like the crazy year that we have. But it was still really good. Worth squeezing into my schedule or no? Yeah, especially because you can literally, if you do the story missions, it's like five hours. Okay, good deal. Uh, Chuck, let's talk about Minecraft Legends. Okay, you take the lead. Uh, Minecraft Legends is kind of like an open world, I guess, action RPG-ish. Um, you're not really, I guess, leveling up like a traditional RPG, but it's 
Minecraftian in nature. You're building stuff a la, on the fly, a la, you know. Um, they call it an action strategy game. There you go. Uh, they can say whatever they want to, but that sounds pretty good. Um, Fortnite. You're building stuff on the fly, a la Fortnite, uh, to either create new guys, like people that'll fight for you, or uh, launchers that'll, you know, destroy things from a distance. Uh, you can also upgrade uh, things so that you can um, mine different ores so that you can create new guys and launch new things. It's very Minecraft. However, during the nighttime, um, which is the right time I hear, um, the hordes of typical Minecraft baddies, such as zombies and uh, Creeper. <clears throat> creepers and the like, you can actually recruit them to your team <clears throat> and use them to uh, to fight instead of just uh, losing all of your <clears throat> people that you create. So, and then I also played. Uh, was it me and you, or was we it played, me and Trey? Me and you played co-op uh, story mode. I played. Yeah, I played against Trey one v one. It. Seems like it would last for hours and hours. It can. I played it with a friend of mine from college. It is not to inter- This game, I like the idea of it, and I think if you are very into it and are willing to spend a lot of fucking time with it, it would reward you for that. I think you could have a lot of fun. It is a lot of deep systems, but for someone who would like to casually play it, I was constantly confused, and I've spent most of the time me going to Chuck. I don't know what to do. Um, I will say, since I played with you, and then I played myself, and then I played with you, and then I played with Trey, none of my progress went to your game none of my progress from your game went back to my game and none of my progress from either of our games went to trays and vice versa uh that sucked that was a lot of gameplay time that didn't reward me in any way shape or form redfall has the same problem which we'll talk about in a minute and which we knew that coming in they've got to fix that shit nobody wants that like if you play get some type of reward for it like if you play like I understand there's some pitfalls to that, but if you're playing a long time on a game, you have to get some type of progression reward. You can't just lose everything cause, just because somebody else hosted the game. It sucks. I do like the fact that the world's procedurally generated. The one-on-one stuff to me is actually the most, or the it can be one-on-one versus one or, you know, whatever. Three versus three versus three. Um, it's the most interesting thing because I do like that the world changes up, but if you want this game to be your thing, I think it could very much reward you for that. But I think you really got to put some fucking time into it, and I'm not going to. Fair enough. Are you going to play this game much more, or are you pretty much done with it? Nah, I don't think so. I'm with you. Um, so I'd like to end on a high note. Um, so let's talk. We'll do. Let's Josh. Let's do Jedi last. Um, right. and uh, I do want to say that's going to be spoiler free because I own that game and have yet to even put it into my Xbox uh, just because I knew I couldn't finish it in time. 
Um, but let's talk about Redfall, a game I have played um, and Chuck's played and Josh has seen endless internet conversation about. Um, <laughs> Chuck, what do you think about this game? It's all right. It is all right, which is a massive disappointment from what I want it to be and coming from Arcane. But yeah. is it a four out of ten? No. I I just don't get it. Like, I don't... Knowing games, and especially, like, big companies like IGN and stuff like that, who even have articles about why we give so many sevens, whereas, like, games generally, even, like, if, like, that are just okay, get a seven, you know? Like, maybe yeah. six. For IGN and so many other big companies to go four on this after they waited and did review and progress feels like reactionary to me. Like, I've played this game before. A lot. It is nothing special. It, I'd be shocked if it's our not our biggest disappointment of the year. Because you know I was excited for this. Me and you both. Right. Huge arcane fans. Yeah. It's just a miss. It just didn't work. But this is not a terrible game. Is it buggy? A little bit. I... From what I understand, it's no less buggy than like Jedi, which I'm, I'm sure we're going to hear from Josh about. Um, does the enemy AI suck? It does, but it does in a lot of games. Even in my experience, Ghost of Tsushima had bad enemy AI. Um, and that game, I'm not comparing them on quality. Ghost of Tsushima is like a 9 out of 10, and this is not that. This is, if you give it a 7, I get it. Personally, I'm at like a 6-5. I played it a couple times. Multiplayer, it's actually, I thought, quite fun. I, I, I played with another one of my college buddies. It's just, this is just Far Cry. It's just a mediocre Far Cry game is all it is. What do you think? Um, I can see that. I mean, the AI was an issue. Like, I, I, I was sneaking up behind a guy to, like, melee kill him, and I accidentally clicked on my flashlight, and he didn't even turn around. Like, it was really, really, really bright. And I was like, oh, shit. I hate that fucking me. flashlight. And especially with, like, Arcane and Dishonored and all that kind of stuff, I was like, oh, I'm done for, you know? Yeah. Uh, and he didn't even turn around. I was like, this isn't Arcane, you know? Uh, and then, like, every single thing in that game needs a lockpick. There's so many lockpicks, like, things, and, like, very few lockpicks. There's in the no lockpicks anywhere. Everything needs to be picked, and there's nothing to pick it with. It's you crazy. can craft them eventually, but it takes a while. So, I didn't play a whole lot of this game. The concept was really interesting, and the first time you fight a vampire is terrifying and really fun. Uh, but, um, but then it's the same thing, like, a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the biggest problem. Um, there's a lot of like TLC issues. Like, there's no like. Yeah, left eye. <laughs> there's the no. Eyes. There's yeah. no like. If you sne if you do a stealth kill, there's no like animation for that. You just elbow them in the back of the head <laughs> and they're dead. Like that's weird to me. Like, or the butt. like that's not arcane. That that is the part for me where I'm like, they were like, oh fuck this, we're just done with this. Um, but like the fact that this is only three points higher on Open Critic than 
uh, crime boss Rocky City. Hey. Hey now. I'm sorry. I'll play that game just so I can take. Which people say are is a like hilarious cash grab of like. It's just not even like a real functioning game. There's a, definitely some piling on going on here. Like I'm not a conspiracy. Th- like there's just it's just a mentality. Like this is a game, Josh, that you've played before that you would be like that kind of sucked, and I'm not going to give it a second thought. But you wouldn't have been like four. Not compared to the other games just like it. Like, this is the most six game, which... It's Metacritic is like a... Or it's Open Creek's like a 59. Which I agree... It's like a 6.5 to me. That's not that far off. But for how reviewers work... like It's just fucking weird to me, like, on how everybody... Like, GameSpot, who has become kind of snarky and their stuff, gives it a 4. But, like... VGC, who was the like the second person to put out their review, and who is a like historical like like Andy Robinson, the head of VGC, loves PlayStation and is kind of harsh on Xbox. They go to four out of five, and like we're like almost talked about like it's a nine. Like I, it's not that I disagree with that, but like there's fun to be had in this game. They fucked up, but I don't get why. Like truly. Like, this is not like, oh, trying to defend Xbox. I truly don't understand some of the reviews on this game. I mean, everything I've seen with my own eyes tells me it's like a 4 out of 10 for myself, just because it's not my style of game whatsoever. Um, I think the biggest difference, and you mentioned, like, the bugginess and whatnot, is that under the right circumstances, the game makes up for the bugs. Um, Skyrim... And Bethesda RPGs in general are notoriously incredibly buggy when they start. Some to the point of being completely broken, like the PlayStation 3 version of Skyrim, literally deleting your save if you don't close doors um, and shit like that. But the difference is the quality of those games is so high that the bugs don't detract. And if what you're doing in the game isn't fun... In any way, the bugs become another thing that is like a lightning rod for why the game would get an even lower score. Jedi is a bit of a buggy mess. We'll talk about that in a second. Like, But I had like seven hard straight crashes of the game at, by the time I was done with that game. Um, but the story and the combat and the exploration and everything else, aside from one aspect of that game that I'll talk about... Um, is so high that it made me be way more forgiving when it comes to the bugs. If that had been, if Chia, right, was as buggy as Jedi was and was still the same game, I'd be saying that's like a 2 out of 10 game. Because on top of it not being super intriguing or fun in any way, it also runs like shit. And that's what it seems like, at least from my personal, like, philosophy and my games that i enjoy that's what redfall seems like to me is it seems like a game that i wouldn't have fun playing even if it ran buttery smooth but on top of that it does have a lot of problems it has the aggression problem and it has the bugs and the crashes and bad ai and all that and so it like ends up doubling down on all of those things and making it a lower score game right because they're not really your style game like you get you don't you flat out just dislike death loop which is like famously like a 10 out of 10 on ign and personally like i love yeah um i don't i i do think 
if you ever like played Dishonored, you would like it more. But it's still, I just don't think it's your style of thing. But I, in principle, I agree with what you're saying. I just think it's so subjective, and like I don't get it. Like, so I've seen the same person. I forget which publication. It's one of the major publications that reviewed Jedi and Redfall, and he loved Jedi, and I think I will too. And said it'd be a ten out of ten, but it's a nine out of ten because of the bugs. But then basically said he dropped Redfall like three points because of the bugs, but it's the same amount. And I get that maybe the overall game isn't bad, but does it go? Instead, I, I think it's just why should it go from a set not a seven to a six to a seven to a four for the same amount of bugs? I honestly think that just literally comes down to an exacerbating problem, right? It's just like on top of me not That's enjoying fair. the game, like I, like on top of me not enjoying the game, I also had to deal with all of these problems as well. And when a game doesn't shine in other aspects, it shines a spotlight on the negatives far heavier. I think that is a problem with reviews in general. Um, That's but I, I just think that that is kind of an industry standard across the board. Problems with games are bigger problems when the game doesn't make up for it. Yeah. I don't think this game should be a 7 out of 10, like a lot of games are. I don't think a lot of games should be a 7 out of 10. But knowing that how many games are 7 out of 10... I don't yeah, know. It's interesting. I mean, I, I... A 4 out of 10 just throws me for a loop. I'm like, I just don't... It makes me almost not trust you. Just cause, And I'm not defending Redfall. It is not what I wanted. Like, it is a fucking miss for one of my favorite studios. Arcane is fucking awesome. And maybe it's just Arcane Leon, because Arcane... Arcane was one studio for Dishonored, and then they split, and then... Our Dishonored 2 was Arcane Leon, and uh, Deathloop was Arcane Leon, and Prey, which didn't hit as much for me, but is a cult classic and Chuck fucking loves, was Arcane Austin. This is still, like, their first, like, complete fucking miss, and I just feel like it's getting a little out of hand. Like, Do you with- think the reason it's such a miss is because they clearly had to advocate all their dollars and team into creating 75 different trailers for conferences for Deathloop. Deathloop. Well, that was Leon. Uh, (laughs) And to be fair, Deathloop is a fucking masterpiece. Um, I love that game. Uh, This is not, and while I will sit here and say, I think it's horseshit. The people that are giving it four out of tens or lower it, at best, I could understand. Like, if you had the most fun with this game ever, maybe you give it an 8. But this is the most 7 out of 10 on the high scale. Probably should be a 6 out of 10 to just everybody. Like, it's a fucking massive disappointment. Like, yeah. I will. I don't defend it. And I think, Chuck, you would agree with that? Yes. Okay. Um, I just want to be clear. Like, it can be both things at the same time. Like, I think this is getting fucking out of hand, but also, like, it's not a good game. It's not If a it was a real Arcane game, it would be in the nines. Yeah, like, it should You know be. what I mean? If, if, if it was what Arcane should be, then it would be in the nines, and to be a six is a huge disappointment. Yeah, that first trailer with the Spider-Man across the... Uh, into the Spider-Verse, uh, the, who, the Riot song, the Who in Here Wants to Star, you know, we saw that, and it was bumping, and there's just action, and I was like... Fuck yeah! Like this is my most anticipated game. Holy it was their it was their E three closer. 
Yeah, it's it not was literally their like one more thing game. It's not that. It like holy shit, what a miss! Like this, unless something horrible happened. But like, if this is my worst game of 2023, what a fucking year we've had because I it's just it's not that fucking bad. It's just not. Um, like. Man, I played a worse game every single year we've done the podcast than what this is. And I just and it's not review it's reviewing like it's just hot garbage. And I just I just don't understand it. I mean Forspoken has to be your worst game from the year. Forspoken is legitimately worse than this game. And that's Fair not a place state like Forspoken and that's the difference with like what to going back to our conversation in, in show one, like Forspoken is forgivable because God of War happened two months prior, so no one gives a shit that PlayStation had Forspoken. Xbox it also was Square Enix, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's still, a, it's a loss. PlayStation exclusive, even though timed exclusive, but God of War happened two months prior, and then, but we went, I mean, yes, Pentiment, Hi-Fi Rush, but AAA big games, it's been since Halo or Forza, yes. and, and Redfall happened, and that's where the difference is with Xbox. Uh, yes, Forspoken is a wor- it is just a factually worse game, like all around. Um, even though it's fucking rated higher, and that's what I don't fucking get. Anyways, let's close the show. Let's talk about again, spoiler free. Uh, Jedi Survivor. I am very excited to play this. Like in like five months. <laughs> Fuck yeah, this game is awesome. Um, this is the best Star Wars that's Star Warsing right now. Um, Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor are the best Star Wars stories since, and really since before the prequels. What about as much Andor? Huh? I'm kidding. Go ahead. I fell, I'm sorry, I fell asleep when you said the name. Um, <laughs> it's so good. Like, it just is. Like, this is, like, what I want out of a Star Wars story. Uh, Cal Kestis is, like, my favorite Star Wars character at this point. He just is such a great, like, amalgamation of characters that you like from the star wars universe and like a new take a little bit on what a jedi is um especially like being lost in the middle of what's happening like the empire is ever present in the galaxy and new because it is after order 66 by like 10 years or so but at the same time like you deal with like cal kind of struggling with what the jedi order rules were and kind of moving against some of those rules and being independent and doing what he's doing as like just himself and thinking maybe the order wasn't hundred percent right. But it's just one of those things where like the characters all mesh well, they're great. The adventure is grand in scale. It goes places story-wise. Like there's, there's like a reveal about what the story is in like the first like three hours of gameplay that I was like, Oh, this is what we're doing. Fuck yes. This is the coolest thing I've seen in like 10 years from Star Wars. I was so excited for like what this this game focuses on as a whole. Um, and I do think that they nail almost every aspect of it as far as writing is concerned. Uh, famously, biggest Star Wars fan in the world slash biggest Star Wars hater uh, Disney, Disney area in the world as concerned. Uh, Rob Barnett was texting me throughout finding out like the big plot point in the game. And... He was like, this is like one of the best twists ever. And he was like super stoked and into it. And I keep hearing that from so many people. Two people have their hand raised. Uh, Yes, probing questions. Uh, As someone who enjoyed uh, 
uh, Fallen Order. Um, I don't think I was as high as some others, but it's because maybe probably because I like the combat, but it's very Soulsborne-ish, which uh-huh. isn't my favorite style, but I like that game a lot. Um, I'm excited for this. Uh, one of the big gripes about the first game was the map. How does this map improve? I, that, I'm not being facetious. Like, no, no, you're fine. That's the one aspect I wanted to talk about. That map is disrespectful. It is insulting that a map can exist in a video game in 2023 and be as fucking awful as it is. Here's like the problem with it is, is that I think for them to do a map in this game at all, the way that they have their level design structured out, it's almost impossible to really do. There are, there's such a verticality in the world that they've built into this game that I don't know how you do a map. That's good. I wish they just didn't fucking include it. I was having honest to God, anxiety and panic attacks trying to get the last of these fucking uh, collectibles for my platinum trophy on Monday night, because there's no way for you to select each area of the map to see what collectibles you have. You have to just scroll through the map and like none of the areas are well-defined. There's no way to like, there's no like, let me just select from a list of like every single area on this world and see, okay, do I have the collectible here? Do I have it here? Do I have it here? You're just scrolling throughout the map, and there's no way to control, like, small vertical movement in the map. It's either press up and down to go an entire level down, which is seemingly arbitrary cutoff points, Um, and there's so much, like, you go and explore this area. You're there for 20 or 30 minutes, and then suddenly you've wound back around, and now you're on a cliff two stories above where you were 20 minutes ago and you can literally unlock a shortcut now to get back to your save point to like explore the world more freely and it's great as far as actually enjoying playing it but if you're trying to understand and you're like going through the map to like clean up any sort of collectibles or understand where you are in the geometry of the game it is literally disrespectful is the only way i can put it i I literally was texting rob at like one o'clock in the morning saying this is the worst map in video game history it sucks. That's insane that they went from that universal gripe to and like saying I, just, that we, I don't know how they build a map with that vertical functionality in it. Hey, EA knows they've already done it. It's called the division. You you're in the fucking map. Yeah, I guess it it sucks. It is the only gripe I really have about this game aside from the bug stuff. Chuck, you, did you was did I answer your question or were you? No, he he asked what I was gonna ask. No, the map sucks. Like, yeah, no, the map. Like, why couldn't they do like the map? Not like knocks it a whole point down. Do you still? Do you still have your little robot, uh, buddy? BD. BD is the best Star Wars character ever. Why can't Uh, he just like project like a little three D map like on the ground from? Yes. Base. You're in that's it. What he like does. That's, the, that's the problem. Is that's what it is. Is there is a little three D map, but again, like so much of it is like underground as well as like super high up in the sky. That like just you're do better. No, just absolutely. Do I just I don't want. The only thing is, is like I don't want them to sacrifice the topography of their level design and the way that they build that world for the sake of the map. I legitimately just don't like do. Give me like a literal fucking two D, not spin through or whatever like just give me an overhead fucking view of the map like old school old school and i feel like it would somehow be better or worst case scenario just let me literally hit up and down on the d-pad to say like okay here's the crash site area here's the main hub area 
here's you know the forest array and all these other areas instead of making me literally cursor through there were so many points that i was trying to like spin the camera and go like an inch lower because you can't see through the ground on the map but you're in a part of the map that is slightly lower in terms of verticality than where your collectible is and i could never like i you you'd try and go forward on the stick to like spin around a little bit and you wouldn't move or like you kind of start sinking lower into the topography of the map it's just it's bad everything else i can glow about this game aside from the bug stuff and like the map is just it, disrespectful it's literally the best way to put it it's insulting hashtag bug stuff man yes uh yes my second question uh so a good part of the first game is like learning how to be a Jedi and you build up your arsenal of being able to use the force and your different abilities. Mm-hmm. Does this suffer sequel game where you start back at square zero or do you keep all your previous no. abilities and then it builds upon that? It is my favorite part of the game. You are a fully powered ass Jedi at the beginning of this game. You have your double jump. Yeah. You have your force powers like, yes, you get to unlock in your skill. There's a lot of skill points. Um, you get to unlock a lot of your skill tree and like customize your account the way you want. As far as like, like the biggest thing is increasing life meter, increasing force meter and like, but you can do your first pull and push and like grab somebody fully. But now you can unlock the ability to, when you're holding somebody with force pull, press R1. And if they're a stormtrooper that has a gun, you can force them to fire their gun as like a human shield. Like, so there are upgrades that are available. And there are additional combat tricks in your lightsaber stances and whatnot that you get. But as far as like the actual, like you start off as you're the end game version of game one, Cal. That's awesome. That's, yes. All sequels should do that. Yes. You, yeah. There is no, there's no Metroiditis where you start the game with all these powers. And then for some reason you have to go back and collect them again because you lost them. It's stupid. It is dumb. And I'm glad they got away from it. Um, it was the first game, goddammit. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, the, the first game did a good job of, like, pathing out how to get those, like, major abilities. And, like, in the very first tutorial, not tutorial, but in the opening introductory mission to this game, you find and get your grappling hook, and that's, like, one of the biggest things. But, yes, like, there are new abilities that unlock, like, you, you unlock two different things for BD1 throughout the game that allow you to solve puzzles in a different way. Um but like you don't lose any of your other abilities you never feel want for having something that you previously had or that like feel like you're out of place with with your abilities in the game and the lightsaber combat is so fun dude it's so fun it is definitely not easy um and i'll admit there are three times where i had to actually take it down to like the you were mentioning in in the other game like super oh benedict fox like super easy combat mode uh, the first time I ran into a Rancor, I think I died more times than any Elden Ring boss that I died at. Um, I literally died like 40 times. The Rancor was like a one-hit kill, and I lowered it down to the second lowest difficulty. Uh, and died like five more times, and then I put it on the easiest difficulty, and like I took 1% damage and killed him in five seconds. I have... I had a question, but now I have a new question first. Okay. What is Rancor? Rancor is the thing in Return of the Jedi that's in the pit. Um, like, he was also in the end of Boba Fett, Book of Boba okay. Fett. 
Yeah, I'm good. They think road that like quote unquote killed Boba Fett. No, or? that's the Sarlacc pit. Oh, the okay. Rancor is the big thing that he rode. It's like oh, it's, okay. bi- it's bipedal with like the weird squish face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, it, okay. It, it gets it gets crushed by the gate in Return of the Jedi. Okay, it's a warm dog. Yeah, right. it is kind of a it's a two legged warm dog. Last question is. A Last question is a two-parter. While I love, I really enjoyed Survive uh, Jedi Survivor. Uh, um, I wasn't as high, but there was two things that I just adored about the game. Two, it had one of the best levels, which was that like bog planet where you jumped around a lot. Uh, if you remember what I'm talking about, where you end up fighting like the second sister. Oh, that- Dathomir. Yeah. Yes. Does it have a level on par with that? And two, and I feel like we can spoil that game uh, at this point. Um, the ending is fucking badass, and when Vader appears, it's so fucking cool. Does it have, without spoilers, does it have the same level of story beats as that? Um, yes. So I will say to me personally, uh, there is a gameplay beat in this that is like, top five video game moments of all time for me as far as gaming is concerned like going through and playing it was just like hit after hit of like i can't believe this is happening holy shit this is crazy what the fuck is going on the action is intense and insane and like they're throwing in story beats in the middle of it too um there are definitely some really cool story moments as well like the twist i had it spoiled for me because of course i did um that's fair that happened unfortunately but Especially, uh, and maybe not necessarily for you so much because you aren't as deep into Star Wars, admittedly so. Um, but, like, the the thing that, like, sold me on the game was when they integrated other lore stuff that I had no anticipation of them including whatsoever. Last Jedi? Uh, so, actually, no, this was... No, not Last Jedi. I mean, I can say it because it was in trailers if you want, but I didn't know it initially. Um, the, so it involves some aspect of High Republic. Um, I know nothing about High Republic. I know yeah. that it's a comic. So I, I, I ran across, like, the game very heavily deals in High Republic stuff, which is awesome. But High Republic is the time of the Jedi about 200 years before the prequels, um, where the Jedi Order was at its basic peak. Um, and, like, the story revolves around characters and events that happened in the High Republic. And it was just super fucking cool. It was like, oh, I had no idea that that's what we were going to be doing. I will say, the only thing I will say, Dathomir was super cool. Only, like, gameplay-wise thing that I wish they had done more with was I wish there was more planets to explore. You really spend 90% of this game on one planet. Um, and story-wise, it makes sense, but you're spending most of the game on this planet Kobo and its moon, so which is two areas, but there's like five total planets you go to, one of which is Coruscant, which is mostly only ever visited in the introduction of the game, and then like another one is a super story, short story beat, and then there's like three other planets you kind of bounce between, but the majority of your time is spent on Kobo. And I, I do think the first game had a bit of a better trek around the galaxy feel um i felt like you were going to planets a whole lot more in the first game than you were in this one but i kind of like where they went with the story so much that it didn't bother me um in this game i will say one of the coolest things in games remains um 
taking off in that ship and like just walking to the cons or the cockpit and watching you leave orbit and like seeing the world through the the winch through the you know the the view screen or whatever literally change from the planet you're leaving to super bright going through the atmosphere to space floating around and then when seeing all the stars zoom forward as you hit hyperspeed or whatever and then you're like in this it's just such cool visual load screen essentially is all that it is um that i think it's it's really really cool and like if you're going to the moon of Kobo and you're on Kobo, it doesn't do the hyperspeed. You see the moon in the background and you're traveling for a few seconds and then it's like, okay, you can click the button now to activate landing when you want if you're done in the ship type thing. It's just, it's one of those cool little world details that like, they didn't need to do. They could just play a cutscene of you like leaving the surface and like arriving at the other planet but like it, it puts that immersive structure into the travel in the game and I really, really loved it. Also the writing uh for the bd or the b1 droids is awesome the the npc dialogue in this game is fucking hilarious nice. you'll like early on in the game you are climbing up the side of a wall and there's a b1 droid which are the the dumb battle droid the roger roger guys from the prequels um that have like the angular pointed heads and they were like kind of the the comedy in the clone wars and you are just like hanging out on this ledge. And if you sit there and listen, this B B1 droid walks up and he's like, man, what a beautiful view. I can't believe that I get to watch this cliff. I'm the best at watching this cliff. I'm doing such a good job. Maybe I'll get a promotion. But oh, no, then I won't be able to watch this cliff. Well, that's a dilemma. And like you kill him and Cal is like, dilemma solved and like just runs off. And it's just the dialogue is so funny. You Like you run up on a stormtrooper who's just sitting there staring off at the sun talking about how, like, great and easy his life is. And, like, it, there's, like, a, su a super clip on YouTube of all the funny dialogue they've written. Um, there's also a gameplay moment that happened right before we went and saw Guardians the other night that, like, was so funny and stupid, but I loved it so much that, like, I can't wait to talk about it um, with somebody who's actually played the game because it's, like, my favorite character of the year. I'll be there some point this year. Yeah. It, it, or maybe early 2024. It depends on how fucking packed this year is. I did have about seven hard crashes, as I said. Didn't crash my console, but broke the, the game just shut down in the middle and I lost a little progress. Um, I did end up having a worse experience bug-wise than when I did initially, which sucks. But it's one of those things I was talking about where the game itself is so good that it makes up for the frustrations of it. That's fair. Well, one day I will talk about this for you, but... As we said, in two days, Zelda comes out, which will consume me and Josh's life for a while. Diablo yeah. comes out, which will further consume at least Josh's life. And I think maybe mine. I really like that preview. Yeah, uh, I'm so excited. Diablo game. Uh, I am fully in on Final Fantasy 16, which is a month later. <laughs> I can't. I, I, I don't I don't know what this year is. Um, And then Spider-Man 2 and Starfield in September, it seems. And then probably a bunch of shit we don't even know about yet uh a lot of games coming good year man good good fucking year yeah yeah it was a good show it well, was let's cut it there um we'll be back next week or two we'll be talking tv but i'm sure we'll be catching up with you after all these showcases happen uh playstation rumored to happen first but we'll probably definitely come to you after we uh see xbox i assume we'll have seen both by then and kind of know what the rest of this year is actually going to look like by then and what probably a vague idea of what 2024 is going to look like at that point uh i look forward to that and uh, but we'll see you then
Thank you for listening to Free For All, your source for all things geek. We just wrapped up another episode, but we're not done. Stay tuned for more episodes when we make our return next week. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes and rate and review us too. That's the best way for new folks to find our show. You can also find us on the Google Play Store, Stitcher, or your favorite podcasting app. Don't forget that you can now subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch the show as we record, and you can catch our live streams on the Free For All Facebook page. Also, feel free to tweet us at FFA Podcast to keep in touch. Thanks again, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Holy moly. Oh, fuck, fuck you. you. Fuck you. Fuck you're, you. You're what's wrong with this country.